Welcome to Facts Roundtable, a podcast dedicated to navigating life with food allergies across the lifespan. Presented in a welcoming format with interviews and open discussions, each episode will explore a specific topic, leaving you with the facts to know or use. Information presented via this podcast is educational and not intended to provide individual medical advice. Please consult with your personal board-certified allergist or healthcare providers for advice specific to your situation. Hi, everyone. I'm Caroline Mawasasi, and I am your host for the Fact Roundtable podcast. I am a food allergy parent, advocate, and the founder of the Grateful Foodie blog, and I am Fact's Vice President of Community Relations. Before we start today's podcast, I would like to take a moment and say thank you to Blueprint Medicines for being a kind sponsor of FACT's Roundtable podcast. Today, we're exploring mast cell diseases with the Mastel Disease Society Executive Director, Jessica Frazier, as we learn about this organization, their mission, and in-depth resources which are available to everyone. Welcome, Jessica, to FACTS Roundtable Podcast. We are honored and absolutely excited to have you on FACTS Roundtable Podcast to help us better understand mast cell disease and then what resources are available to our listeners. Hello, Caroline. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast today. I'm really excited to share a little bit more about us. Well, we appreciate your time because we know you're super busy. But before we get started, can you share with listeners a little bit about your background as a change maker and then your leadership role at the Mass Cell Disease Society? Sure, I'm happy to. So I have been the executive director at the Mass Cell Disease Society for about eight months. So I'm still a newbie. I am also not just new to TMS, but I'm new to working with patient organizations. But my background is in nonprofit management and public policy advocacy. So what has been really exciting is that even though the subject matter is a lot different from what I was doing for, you know, the bulk of my career, I have been able to translate that work in that I did lifting up vulnerable families in Indiana and making sure that their voices were heard to make up a public policy environment where they could thrive into what I'm doing now at TMS, which is trying to lift up the patient voice for families, responding to the needs of patients and and making sure that patients are being heard in the healthcare arena. On a personal note, my family and I lost a loved one to aggressive systemic mastocytosis in 2016. So I'm extremely motivated uh, to see TMS grow and expand what we're doing for patients and families affected by mast cell diseases. I'm excited to increase the physician work we're doing to help them treat these complicated diseases and also the work that we're doing to help researchers and scientists better understand these diseases. Well, first, I'm very sorry for your loss, but very grateful you are in this space. Uh, The website's amazing. I know we're going to talk about it as we move forward. But your resource has been one that I personally have been sharing because there's so much information out there. And like you said, the voice of the patient needs to be heard, but then they also need good medically vetted information. So that's so important. And so now you mentioned TMS. So if you don't mind talking to listeners just a little bit about TMS and Mast Cell Disease Society. and Sure, 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 sure. So the Mast Cell Disease Society started 
um, nearly 30 years ago as the Mastocytosis Society. And it was founded by members who had gotten this diagnosis of mastocytosis, one of our mast cell diseases, and they, they couldn't find any information about it being a rare disease. And so they started the Mastocytosis Society, and that became shorthanded to TMS. And lots of people know us in the community as TMS. But then later, when mast cell activation syndrome and hereditary alpha-tryptosemia and some of our other diseases were kind of understood and better known and research was coming out, we realized that those disease states were part of our organization too. They were part of our community. And so we changed our name to mast cell, the Mast Cell Disease Society to be more inclusive of all of the mast cell diseases. But so many people know us as TMS, you know, those nicknames, you just can't, the, like the one that my grandma called me when I was little, you just can't get rid of those nicknames, right? TMS is still what many people, how many people refer to us in shorthand. Thank you. I just wanted to make sure everyone was up to date. And sure. yes, my dad still calls me by my childhood nickname. He's 94. <laughs> You're right. They never go away. No, nope, they're there to stay. So now let's dive right into mast cell disorders. And I know this is a big question because there's a lot of different things going on, but what are the different disorders? And then how do people actually get diagnosed? Absolutely. So we could spend our whole time today just answering this question. It's it's a lot. And so I'm going to shorthand it a little bit, but just know that there's lots of information on our website, as you said before. What folks should know right now are that mast cells are part of your immune system. And sometimes those mast cells do not operate the way we hope they would. And that can cause many different symptoms. And some of those symptoms can be life-threatening. And those symptoms could mean that you have one of the, the diseases that we call our mast cell diseases that we focus on at um, the Mast Cell Disease Society. And that is um, systemic mastocytosis in a number of variants, cutaneous mastocytosis. It also has all of these disease states have variants. So let's just, I will stop saying that over and over again. Uh, mast cell activation syndrome and then hereditary alpha tryptosemia. So all of the diseases and their variants are listed on their website with some explanation. And then our website also has resources to give you some advice about how you would get diagnosed. So for example, you need to talk with your doctor about your symptoms and ask them about the possibility of getting tested. Our website has the resources that you could share with your doctor about the types of tests that you might need, depending on which disease you think you may have or your doctor thinks you may have. Um, once you're tested, the doctor would evaluate your symptoms and your test results against a set of endorsed criteria. And we also have those consensus criteria for each of the mast cell diseases on our website. So that is where you can find out about all that. Beautifully put, nice and succinct, because that was just a really big question. So now turning to the Mast Cell Disease Society, can you discuss like your mission and your impact? I mean, you are out there to do things. Absolutely. Our mission is to provide support to patients and their families, as well as to the medical professionals and research scientists in our community that are studying these diseases and trying to find better treatments and hopefully someday a cure. And this support includes resources like what we've talked about on our website. We often have educational opportunities like webinars and speaker series. We try to provide opportunities for connection, fellowship, and collaboration, such as we have virtual support groups. We have uh, financially supported in-person support groups in the past. We've had um, 
national patient and caregiver conferences that have been both in-person, hybrid, and virtual over the years. And then also advocating on behalf of the patients and their families with policymakers, with like sort of the healthcare industry. And then my hope is that what TMS can provide to all the stakeholders in our community, be they physicians, researchers, or patients and their families, is a hub of resources and tools to provide them what they need, bringing all the knowledge and content about mast cell diseases together. And that doesn't mean that we have to create all the content. We also love to partner with other patient organizations to share what they're creating about these disease states and um, hopefully help people navigate what is often a difficult diagnostic and treatment journey. And so now is mast cell disease on the rise or or can you give us some information on the prevalence, although it's several diseases? It is tricky and it's always hard when you have a rare disease and then also a disease that has a very long diagnostic journey. What we have found in surveying our patients is that the diagnostic journey is anywhere from seven to nine years. And so we are supporting a community of people who may not be formally diagnosed, Um, My own loved one who um, passed away, it was somewhere between six and eight years before diagnosis. You know, it's, it's hard to put a number on it. We do know that our more advanced systemic mastocytosis, the systemic mastocytosis sort of bucket of diseases are very rare. I think we thought for a long time that all of the disease states were very rare, but now there is starting to be some research coming to the front. And it's this is like, first of all, I'm not a medical professional or a scientist. Second of all, I think that our understanding of all of this is sort of changing on a daily basis right now. But there, there is some research to suggest that perhaps long COVID might be increasing the number of patients who have something called mast cell activation syndrome, which might take it out of the realm of being a rare disease. I don't know. But these are just like the things that we're kind of hearing in the in the upcoming research right now. So I think the jury is still out on how prevalent it is, unfortunately. You know, I think that be that as, as it may, regardless of prevalence, every human deserves to get treatments, deserves to have, you know, the medical community find a treatment and a cure for a disease that is devastating to people's lives. And so I'm just really grateful that we do have a very active and engaged patient community that is speaks up for themselves. And we have a small but growing community of researchers and scientists that are interested in helping find treatment and hopefully a growing group of physicians that have more understanding and knowledge of the disease states. And so speaking of physicians, if a doctor is listening to this podcast, I'm assuming they can just go to the website and find you to get engaged and possibly a patient could speak to their doctor as well? Absolutely. So we have some resources for healthcare professionals. We are working on building out new resources for healthcare professionals in 2024. I can't say too much more about that right now because it's still in development, but we're trying to expand what we provide for them in terms of resources. We also have several times a year hosted a virtual tele-echo. It's a virtual CME program for doctors. They get free CMEs. Um, Usually it's eight or nine for a session. And then once they have gone through that process, we also have a private peer LinkedIn page for our physicians where they can continue to be in community with one another as graduates of that program. So we are trying to listen to, to our physician partners as well and hear what they would like 
us to help them with. So yes, and patients should absolutely tell their doctors about us if they're listening today and watch for the website when a new session of our teleecho program comes up because getting more primary care physicians to go to these these educational opportunities really helps expand the treatment options for patients because we just don't have enough mast cell disease experts and specialists for everybody. So we need more primary care physicians and allergists to have gotten some extra training on these diseases. This is great information. And listeners, I will make sure I put links to these specific areas from the website so you can find them in the show notes. So now staying on this note here, and for our listeners joining us today who live with mast cell disorders, can you highlight a few of the resources available on your website? Like I specifically noticed the emergency room and patient resources, what in which I thought, you know, again, as someone who doesn't live with this disease, but I thought they were pretty spectacular. So if you don't mind just reviewing some of the highlights that we want to make sure people don't miss. Absolutely. I'm happy to. Caroline, although I will say this is a little bit like picking your favorite child. It's it's hard <laughs> to decide what the best resources are. But certainly the ones you mentioned, I think, are really important. We also have in several different places on our website, you can find where it might say find support or check out support groups um, to find those support groups. We have anywhere from 15 to 18 virtual support groups that meet a month. They range from really specific disease management fellowship with your peers to just community time and and enjoying time together that's not really specific to getting advice about, you know, sharing with your peer about your about your diseases. So um, the support group pages, find a physician is a interactive map that helps you find physicians. If a physician is listed on there, it means they either work for a mast cell disease center of excellence, or they are a physician who has completed our teleecho program. And so they have been educated about mast cell diseases. So we'd love to expand the number of physicians that are on there as well. And then I would say our patient guide is a great place to start. People can download it, print it, fill it out, ask their doctor to fill things out for them on there. We have just updated our clinical trials page and our medications page with new information to reflect new medications that are out there and also new clinical trials that are happening. And then we have a great nutrition page, but we actually have new content coming to that by the end of the year. So stay tuned and keep checking back about that. And we're always hoping and working on adding more and more resources. So just keep checking back in on that webpage. Again, it's a fantastic website. I went through it several times, actually. And and it's just, it's very deep. It's very rich. It's very user-friendly. So I highly encourage oh, users you. to pop over and take a look. But it's hard to believe it. But we are at the end of our time together. We, I could just be going so much longer here with you. So before we sign off today, is there anything else you want listeners to hear from you? There are just a few things I'd like for your listeners to take with them. So first of all, we talked about the physician program, so I don't have to mention that anymore. That was that was the primary one, but we already covered it. So that's great. Primary one is that I want them to know that they are not on this journey alone. We have forums, support groups to provide peer support. We are a very small nonprofit, but we have a mighty team that works really hard to provide as much support as possible. 
And so we're here for you and we're listening. Um, we're always open to new ideas. We may not be able to implement them immediately, but we love to hear patient ideas for how we can provide better resources. We've gotten some great ideas from patients and we have worked on implementing them. So tell us what you need and we are listening. And we couldn't do all of this without volunteers. We have a lot of volunteers. So if that is something that folks are interested in, we always need volunteers. And there's a sign-up form on our website for that. We talked about the physician education. So I think that that wraps it up. Well, thank you again so much for your time. You're super busy. You're right. You're a mighty group doing a lot of good work out there. So thank you so much for being with us. And we look forward to having you again on Facts Roundtable podcast. Thank you so much, Caroline. I am happy to come anytime. Before we say goodbye today, I just want to take a moment to thank Blueprint Medicines just one more time for their kind sponsorship of Facts Roundtable podcast. Thank you for listening to Facts Roundtable podcast. Stay tuned for future episodes coming soon. Please subscribe, leave a review, and listen to our podcast on Pandora, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. Have a great day and always be kind to one another. <music>